Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. All right. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, to the LBX Daily Show for Tuesday, February 13th, day before Valentine's Day. It is. Oh my gosh. Valentine's day. That's crazy. God, I brace myself for all the chocolate eating I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. I'm sure. I I'm know. sure you're going yeah. to overindulge in that chocolate. I'm going to overindulge. Well, was, yeah. Yeah. No, I always look forward to our, uh, we, I've talked about this before, but I always look forward to the uh, homemade pizza that we do at our house on Valentine's mm. day. So yeah. it's always, That's it's nice. always a good time. I feel like that's a smarter idea than the indulging in the chocolate. <laughs> anyway, alrighty. Well, uh, speaking of indulging, um, maybe you like monsters just as much as I like monsters. <laughs> I like monsters. Yeah. So, all right. So everybody's heard of monster mini golf before, obviously like the, the franchise and the brand has been around actually not a franchise anymore. Right. But the brand's been around for quite a while. But they're opening up a new location in Katy, Texas, which of course they are because everybody's opening up a location in Texas. So no surprise there. But what's really cool is they're starting to add other things onto their locations right now. So they're doing the glow in the Dolph mini dark with, you know, the moving monsters inside of it, which is kind of cheeky and fun. And if you've ever been to one, you know what they're like. But they're also going to be adding a nice big arcade onto this guy and a laser made. And they're actually putting mini bowling in, which I think mini bowling might be one of the first attractions that they put or locations they put the mini bowling in at this point, which is kind of interesting. Now, Obviously, Monster Mini Golf isn't anything new, but what I really wanted to point out and what I thought was really interesting about them is that they are one of very few amount of businesses that have actually been successful in both the Canadian market and the U.S. markets, right? Like along with them, the only other ones that I can think of in my head are Flying Squirrel and now Activate, which is also popular. And if you think about those ones, this is the interesting thing, both Flying Squirrel and Activate started in Canada and they came to the U S versus coming from the U S and going to Canada. So I'm, you know, I don't know what the magic is with monster mini golf, or if it was just the simplicity of the product, which is, it truly is. It's quite a simple product that they're offering with just the mini golf that's made them so successful. But I just thought, you know, it, it's really hard to cross borders. Like people think Canada and U S are so the same, but we're not, we, we need to be marketed to differently. We have different regulation environments, different cultural nuances. Like, we are just the same people. So I just thought it was a really interesting kind of fact. Yeah, that's interesting. And, um, you know, I actually didn't, when you think about it, you're right. Yeah, everything starts in Canada and moves down and very few places move up into the Canadian market. And it really happens to be that, that case for a lot of, com- a lot of companies to move into other markets from the U S it's like, it's almost, everybody wants to come to the U S market from other countries and, you know, mm-hmm. U S entertainment venues, uh, have a really hard time expanding. Chuck E. Cheese has been one of those. It's done a very good job, obviously expanding into right. other, uh, you know, other markets across across the world. Um, but even, you know, groups like Kidzania, well, they're technically North America, but they're based down in Mexico and then have expanded into other, you know, other countries as well. Though we did just talk about the, the Kidzania that closed down in London recently. So right. yeah, that is super interesting. I love what, so there's actually a little bit of history with monster mini golf. So I happen to know Chris King. He's the, 
uh, is now the COO of the Monster Mini Golf brand. And he was a former three franchisee owner. And so he still technically owns those uh, franchises. But the original franchisor who started it, the husband and wife couple, they eventually decided they were ready to get out of the business. And so Chris and two other large franchisees who had multiple locations uh, got together and basically formed a co-op and bought the franchise and are now, like as you mentioned, beginning to roll out new locations uh, pretty aggressively, actually. They're almost going to double their brand this year and the number of locations that they have up to over 50. And they're doing it now from a corporate level rollout, which means that the, you know, just the level of quality and everything else is going to be and how they're operating is going to be much more consistent across the brand than franchises typically struggle with. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we'll see the quality of their product definitely increase because you don't have to deal with all those franchise nuances anymore, for sure. And I mean, it's the timing's perfect because mini golf is just all the rage right now with easy accessibility. People love the game. It's easy to play. You know, it's it's gen- it's not gender bias. Like anybody can play it. Right. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know we have some pictures here of the monster. Is this the monster mini golf? I just here, I snapped yeah. one just to remind people about what it's like, you know, again, like just showing off how simple it is. They're just laying carpet on the ground and they're using bricks that they painted to lay it out. I'm sure they glue the bricks down and then the props are just kind of inserted into each of the holes so that people can play the mini golf around it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, they have some really, they do have some unique like sculptural, like sculpture type pieces that go in that are like definitely the monsters that are unique yes. to monster mini golf. But at the end of the day, it's blacklight mini golf. And so mm-hmm. it is a straightforward attraction to install and operate. Um, so it's interesting. I, I was recently reading a blog article that roller put out, uh, about the growth of mini golf. And one of the quotes, uh, or one of the stats they had in there is that, the mini golf um, just alone in the U.S. is anticipated to rise and annualized 1.9% to 484 million by 2029. And so it's, it's you know, growing annually almost 2% in revenue to get to that 484 million mark just for mini golf, just in the U.S. So it definitely is something that, that is uh, picking up steam. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes and how people are going to continue to innovate this product. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, one another you know another group that's doing this is Tipsy Putt, and right. they actually have a number of locations up in and around the California Bay Area, and they're opening their latest location. It's going to open up a little bit uh, later in actually about nine days, February twenty second, in Monterey, California, which is one of my my and my family's favorite spots to visit in California. It brings back times when we lived in the Bay Area. We travel out there to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. And, um, but Tipsy Putt is now opening up there. They have locations in Sacramento, East, um, East Bay, South Tahoe Lake, and then the Silicon Valley area. Probably, I think it's around the San Jose area. And they basically talk about how each location is based around the concept of eat, drink, and play. So what I love is their, their logo is pretty cool. They've got a, I like their drink local putt tipsy is their slogan underneath, uh, you know, underneath their logo. So that's kind of what they're going for is all about the, the drinking and the putting and just having fun time with your friends. And, you know, serves basically California favorite foods. They have some street tacos basically is one of the things. And you just look like it's just a place to hang out. Like they've got, it's not like, you know, I wouldn't say it's super immersively themed, but it's relevantly themed to the overall brand. And that I think is what's important. They've got like beer kegs with some tabletops that you can put your drinks on top of. We talked about this about mini golf um, a couple of days ago. Like if you don't have a place to set your drink while you're playing mini golf, like you're totally doing things wrong. And uh, so they've got some good lighting 
And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you just like, a bunch of like guys drinking beer with some beer bellies and having fun, like in their flip flops, like classic Bay area, um, you know, like code bros just out having some fun. A bunch of bros. <laughs> with yeah, their exactly. <laughs> so so they, you, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, so how many locations do they have now? This will be their fifth location. Okay. And are all like are all the holes inside the same, or do they make custom holes for each location that they go to? The the actual um, the actual gameplay layout is unique for each location, but okay. like it's not like they're over. It's not like Putt Shack where like each hole like has some really weird like funky yeah. thing. It's, it's pretty traditional standard okay. mini golf. Like they have some. Here's a picture. There's three tacos. You know, you can see here like they have some ramps and some lighting, and like it's just it's a nice you know standard mini golf f- uh, facility. For sure. Yeah. looks chill. looks fun. Right. Yeah. And like fast, casual counter, almost like a fast food type counter with a bar. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's very different feel, like definitely not what you would experience at a putt shack or at a pop stroke. So they're definitely doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. it seems to be super popular up in the Bay area. It reminds me of like an in and out burger, like that old kind of style of marketing a little bit, you know, where things are simple. You only get a few items to choose from. Right. And this is what it is, but you're going to go and you're going to have a great old time. Yep. Totally. Totally. And they created a couple of things as well. So they have, besides mini golf, they have cornhole, but then they created, this is actually something they've, they've developed themselves. It's called one, two putt. And then they also have a thing called a duffel board. I couldn't get a picture of the duffel board. So I'm not really sure. Next time I'm in the Bay area visiting a friend, I'll have to uh, check out this place because this one, two putt looks kind of cool. It's like, um, you know, they developed it themselves. It's like trademarked. And so, you know, I don't know how you play it, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it almost looks like you're playing you're you're playing pool with your putter or something. Hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, not really sure, but um, you know, looks like a lot of fun. And again, you know, just another riff on the mini golf concept. And you know, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna continue to see more of that over the next few years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right on. All right. So do you know what I think we're also gonna start seeing a lot more of is AR and VR on flights. And it's actually started. I thought this was so cool. I'm like, oh, this is the perfect place to be putting it. Um, anyway, Hainan Airlines in China has raised the bar for in-flight entertainment. They have teamed up with an innovative Chinese startup called Rokid, and they're introducing a new augmented reality experience on board, which I thought was pretty cool. So they have done a collaboration and it debuted in Shehan and it's going to Zion. Oh my gosh, I'm terrible with pronouncing these things. And they did their first flight February 7th. And what they did is they gave everybody on board glasses that boast a 360-inch virtual screen with high clarity. It's uh, They're fabulous at refreshing, they say. They have kind of like a personal movie theater in the clouds right in front of their face now, right? And besides movies, passengers can dive into ebooks. They can dive into games, which is amazing, which makes these long flights even a better and more opportun- opportunity to kind of create these worlds for people, right? Instead of just using in front of you on the... Um, I don't know, Air Canada flights anyway have this where they have a little screen in front of you. The other way I fly, you have to put it on your phone. But to be able to plunk some glasses on and actually be in your own little world on your flight sounds amazing. Now, I have a little video that I thought we could quickly share here. Let me just be kind of fabulous their marketing. It's a little bit long, but it's really funny and cheeky. So I wanted to play this for you guys. So here we go. Welcome to Rocket AR Flight. Are you bored of your flight? Here's some tips to help you pass time. Scan the cabin 
suspicious activity, and keep a keen eye out for any potential threats. Sleep in any position you can, whether it's sideways, diagonally, or curled up in a ball. Show off your flexibility. Drink water. Keep drinking water and keep yourself occupied. Take a lot of pictures. Take pictures of yourself and other passengers. Play games. Pull out your switch or other handheld device and play until your neck hurts. Read the same magazine and over again. If you're really bored, you can even read it upside down. Chat with everyone. Talk to every passenger on the plane, even if they don't respond. You can always find something to talk about. Come the rivets on the wing. Give it rivet a name and keep track of how many there are. But why bother with any of that? Just put on your rocket AR glasses and let the fun begin. Rocket AR flights are coming soon. <laughs> okay. So anyway, a long commercial, but the marketing was pretty cheeky and cute to kind of get us there, right? Yeah, so, I think. Um, anyway, no, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. They, I mean, it's clearly like th there's probably some like. Um, cultural, you know, like it's cultural sure. gaps there that, that, you know, don't get all the humor, but it, it was, it was um, good. And, um, you know, I think this is, this is like, if I were to get an Apple vision pro, it would be for my long international flights or, you know, whatever. And even though like the Apple vision pro only lasts for two hours. So like, I would wonder, does this only last for two hours or does it plug into the seat? Can yeah. I run it off of power or whatever? Five, um, five yeah. hours long. So there you go. Okay. So that's, that's all right. But that's, I don't think we've actually heard of any AR glass that go that long. No, I no. I mean, I, no, I haven't yet. I mean, I know the meta, the meta, the quest three, I think could probably go for four hours of the extended battery pack, depending on what you're playing on it. But, um, but yeah, five hours is great. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I'd much rather watch a video that's, that's closer to my face. That's like less disruptive to my gut, you know, the, like the people around me than having like my laptop open and watching whatever's on there. So yeah, I, I think that it's, this will definitely see more of this on flights for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, the, the, the other thing too, is you're sitting in a seat with a plug-in. So you could actually worst case scenario for flights longer than five hours plug it into the plug-in in your chair and probably be charging your glasses at the same time, right? Yep, so yep, for sure. uh, this, I think it's really cool. They're running this on 30 flights. They're going to see how it goes. If everything goes well, then they'll start uh, launching it across uh, all of their flights on this platform. And they're going to make more things on it, they said. So they just have some movies on there right now, but they're going to put interactive games, some virtual tours, and just really start you know, redefining the experience for people when they're taking their flights. So yay, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this on a US or Canadian flight, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. And you know, it's an easy thing because it doesn't require a whole lot of infrastructure. So especially if they could just connect it to their existing entertainment hubs and stream the same kind of content that I would normally stream from my phone, but just streaming from this here instead, like it makes total sense. Um, sure. So uh, sure. I hope we do see it very soon. And the only one thing that I'd last say is that I do hope they integrate some sort of meal and drink program into it so that if I am watching it on my glasses, that I don't have to worry constantly about the, you know, the drink cart coming by and be taking them off and on. And that actually someone's just like point pinging me in the eye and saying, Hey, did you want a diet Coke or did you want something with it? I could just say yes. Yeah, that, that's true. Or, you know, the screen just drops for a second. You can see through it because they're AR, you know, or whatever, right. like, yeah, definitely like um, need to solve for that for sure. Um, 
All right. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the places that is just constantly rolling out new uh, new attractions is in Houston, Texas. And we see a lot of stuff popping up in Dallas, Fort Worth all the time. But Houston is seeing a massive swell in growth, primarily because the town of Katy, which is just on the west side of Houston, they're like a suburb of Katy, has just been absolutely exploding with middle to upper middle class uh, economic development, like all new builds. This isn't like a um, this is not a redevelopment. This is a, this was just open land and there's stuff coming out there now and things just keep rolling, opening up in Katy. Well, one of the new things that's opening up for limited time at Katy Mills mall, uh, which is a Simon property. So I wouldn't, I would imagine that we're going to see this maybe move from one mills mall to another. Hopefully it'll come to Arizona mills. that's uh, near my home here sometime soon is the Jurassic world, the exhibition, and it opens March 8th this uh, of this year. And it's going to be just immersive exhibition that's uh, you know already like selling out tickets. So it's going to be one of the fastest selling um, exhibitions in history, especially at the Katie Mall, Katie Mills Mall. And it is uh, it is branded and they've licensed the IP around the entire Jurassic World, um, you know, the entire Jurassic World blockbuster series. And so, you know, you're gonna be able to um, have scientific explorations, some other stuff. There'll be life-size dinosaur animatronics. And um, you know, they're just trying to meticulously craft these. They're not, I've been to, um, like there's there's a place here called Pangea in the Phoenix area. And like the dinosaurs are cool. And like, if you're a little kid, you're gonna be like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but they're not great. These dinosaurs look really real. And so super excited about it. You can interact with baby dinosaurs. You can see a T-Rex actually in its habitat. And so we're going to watch a little video to get a feel for what this is, so what this whole thing is like. But I think it's a great thing, especially as like a limited exhibition that comes and travels from one place to the next. So I'm just going to throw this up here real quick. It's like a little 30-second video. We'll get a chance to watch here. Let's take a look. So, I mean, I just thought they did a, they did a great job, especially with walking into the entrance. Um, you know, when the doors first open and you come into those tall Isla Nubar or Nublar, um, you know, gates and having that full entrance is awesome. And that that reminded me, like we've been recently been talking, uh, Christine and I off off offline here about this concept called the serial position effect, and it's basically about um, that we tend to recall the beginnings and the endings of our experiences. It's called the primacy effect and the regency effect. And uh, so basically, like, if we forget, we don't remember as much about the middle. And I think they've done a phenomenal job. And I don't know what the ending experience looks like. It probably ends in a gift shop. Um, but the beginning experience walking in to that thing, I think is just like, will really, really capture people's imagination. I don't know what your thoughts are, Christine. Yeah, I mean, I love it. it. It looks like going to Disneyland and the dinosaurs. And I mean, I, I don't know who doesn't like dinosaurs, frankly, right? Like they're they're absolutely magical and amazing. And uh, it reminds me a lot of really about an hour away from here, we have this incredible dinosaur museum, the Royal Terrell Museum in Drumheller. And it is, it's the same. Like, I mean, you're seeing skeletons and real dug up bones and stuff like that, not the animatronics. But I mean, mm -hmm. if you combined some animatronics in there, you would have just created this amazing experience with some really good stuff in the middle. But 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm mesmerized by dinosaurs. I just think they're so cool. So that experience looks really fun. And I think that it just would engage people of all ages and get them even more interested in the topic, which everybody can happily learn more about. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And you know, when you can tie it in with a popular movie franchise as well, then yeah. that just helps because it, it just, it connects you with something in popular culture. And now you're also seeing these things in real life. And like, now you're able, especially as a kid, able to like put yourself almost into the movie that you've seen because now you're actually living out that experience. And so um, again, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know how immersive it is once I'm in there, how well it's done, but just from the videos and from the things we've seen, it looks like it's been, they've done a great job uh, really paying honor uh, or homage to the movie franchise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. So yeah. And if you live in Katy, Texas, man, you're getting it all. I know. <laughs> Everything's going in there. So enjoy, make sure you hit everything up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, everybody, this is CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye guys.